0: hello everyone welcome to the fourth episode of the anchored and asbury podcast a monthly interview podcast where we speak with artists and creatives about their lives inspirations and their part in the rich heritage of the Asbury Park music scene my name is Bill Bodkin I am the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com and I will be your host for this episode and I am joined by a grizzled young veteran of the Jersey Shore music scene you may have seen him in such venerable bands as the saltwater all stars, you may have seen him road managing for the mystery men, but most importantly, you've seen him on drums and low percussion in the band we're going to be talking about today. And that is the almighty dub proof, longtime friend of the thepopbreak.com, longtime contributor to the thepopbreak.com. Some would call him a good brother, I call him the best brother. Mr. Kenny Pete, what's up, good buddy? What is happening, Bill Bakken Thank you so much. For... Well, thank the Lord in heaven. This is not a football podcast because you would be an insufferable bastard. Oh yeah, time what shooter. happens?
1: Hey, that's that's. I don't know. I was. What's that shooter McGavin say? Oh yeah, what place he come in? Eighteenth. Yeah, I was too busy winning. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: why this is a music podcast. So Kenny we are here we're going to be talking about the new release for dub proof called Neptune which is going to be dropping in early April a self-produced record uh put out by you guys your first record in three years so before we get started and all this let's let's get some vocab down because you got to have the vocab if you're down with Jurassic Vibe, you know what that's from right um concentration calculation exactly but so you guys define yourself as roots reggae but there's also dub reggae so i wanted just for those who have us who maybe just know you as a good brother maybe know you from the wrestling scene maybe know you from just hanging around shows in asbury but don't know a lot about reggae give us the definitions of what dub is what roots is so just people we can all be savvy on what's going to be going on today
1: no problem so You start with, say, an album everybody's familiar with. Let's take Bob Marley's Legend, right? It's his greatest hits. You've got Could You Be Loved, Three Little Birds, One Love, Exodus, Waiting in Vain, all that. Everybody's heard those songs a million times. Exactly the way that they got to go, how it all works. Exactly. So then after that album was made, the producer or the engineer went back into the studio And they went to the board. Now, say your average mixing board has got 24 channels on it. Right. Each one of those channels has a slide fader that goes up and down the board. And so as that happens, each instrument is assigned to one of those slide faders. So you have like faders the bass, fader is guitar, fader is rhythm guitar, faders vocals, et cetera, et cetera. And then when it gets into the drums, it's like, Hi-hat is one channel, snare drum is one channel, kick drums one channel, et cetera, et cetera. So the entire board is now an instrument. When all of those faders are raised up, you hear the song exactly how you are supposed to hear it and the way you would normally hear it. Right. In the dub versions, they take different sections of the, of the instrumentation and either mute them or like drop a few of them out and add a few more in or they will sort of add effects or delay or reverb to give it a different sort of sound and there's more of an effect there's more of an emphasis on the rhythm as well as the drums and the bass all right so that's dub now now roots reggae so now what is roots so reggae roots reggae is your traditional classic you have a band in the studio and they're playing songs like the one love or a three little birds every musician has their role in what they're doing and whether they can play like they're starting trying to serve the song more than they're trying to serve their own ability as to what they're doing gotcha, so gotcha. Way, like the the rhythm player knows he's only going to be playing rhythm the lead player is going to, you know, fill in where he needs to, play his part, and then stop. The horn players are going to play their horn line and then not play anything else. And then it's very, like, everyone sort of knows the role and it's regimented. So no, like, Van Halen noodling going Right, out. not allowed. <laughs> Solo, maybe, but that's pretty much where that stuff ends.
0: All right, I just want to get some basic definitions down for the audience. So we're all on the same page here because you got a fantastic record coming out
1: obviously tell us when this uh this bad boy is going to officially drop uh the friday april 7th uh it's called neptune it's going to be on all the platforms and all the things you guys all know what all of those things are i don't have to run them down so whichever one is your personal favorite out of 12 of them or whatever it is uh, april 7th friday it'll be out there you can pre-save now i think on the apple one
0: sure so anyway
1: other than that so april April 7th is the big uh day that we're worried about and um you know that's what we've been trying to get everything that's the that's been the focus on you know everybody wants to do the best they can like the first week it comes out or the first month it comes out or whatever it's all numbers we just want to make sure people listen to our music who dig it
0: absolutely so you know it's been three years since robot tracks came out um,
1: robot tracks actually robot. doesn't count Oh, what? Because the spot did what the, did the green circle platform lie to me yes. about um, your timeline? Well, it, it's technically an album, but it's sort of like a bridge in between the Christmas album that we did in 2018. Which I do love that record. So it's it, that's the Christmas album. And the so Robo was the bridge between the Christmas album and Neptune, which will be coming out now. So that was the five year span. Okay. Um, Robo tracks was mostly a Nick creation, the bass player and producer who just comes up with wacky tracks and throws them out there. So, so. Um, Robo tracks is great, but don't, you're not hearing it live when you come to i and tell. Oh, all right.
0: right. So it's, that's not Canon. It's yeah, not can so not so, candy, not so it's been that's, five a, that's years. the Boba
1: Fett side project where he lives <laughs> and operates in a whole nother universe. That's right. Yeah, we don't want we don't like talking about that on any podcast, <laughs> but uh
0: so yeah, so it's five years since the Christmas record, even longer from a, a non-gimmick uh, record, sure. which is a straight up record. Take us between that time and now a lot's happened in the world obviously i know and a lot's happened within the band i know nicks had had his had his uh, health scare there and he's he's all good and healthy
1: and you know he's boxing brother brother is throwing hands and he's jumping in and out and swooshing and hitting the jump rope and he's he's crushing
0: it he's out there crushing it who knew? I mean, could we just call him Glass Show? Is he more of a Von Kaiser?
1: That's what I want to know. Oh, Von Kaiser all day.
0: All day. He's just gonna oh, grow the mustache out. He'll be good. Von uh, Kaiser,
1: maybe it maybe a little with a little soda Popinski in there.
0: I that's Suey's more like he's more of a soda popinski. A little more sure. soda
1: popinsky, yeah. For
0: sure. He you know, a guy, a brother who made his towns. But let's talk about like just you know, all this stuff has happened. How do you guys feel the, the age old question? How do you guys feel like you've changed? You know as performers as well as because you've also performed with a number of bands outside of Dubproof in that time period too yeah. like how do you feel like you guys have evolved you know getting back in that studio how did it feel different getting back in there and cutting it up for new original songs
1: well what's good is that it's we're sort of like no matter what happens whether we're playing shows Whether we're playing shows or not playing shows, we're getting together and we're practicing every week. Whether it be a few songs, minor songs, other songs, we're getting together, we're practicing, we're making it happen. It felt good to be able to just sort of get together as a band and be and practice and woodshed and work on stuff, present songs. Cause I mean, okay, so like 2010, we won an Asbury music award for top groove band. I remember that. that. And at that point we were like 10 person super band that had like two different crews with like a New York crew and an Asbury crew and then over time the new york crew sort of splintered and then went into started doing some different things they found another crew of folks up there to go with and they were in a project called Wadea for a long time and then the asbury crew just continued on as dub proof and then there was a time when like even i had split for a little while and nick's cousin pat was playing drums and they were still recording a lot of stuff so that was around like 2014 ish when the red and yellow self-titled dub proof album came out that was sort of like the first baseline of the, we've been a band since 2008 it's 2014 let's put something out you know so Absolutely. and it took a long time to get handled and then so once it, it was out it was out and that was cool and then that sort of got the ball rolling for us to continue to keep playing over the years. And then we got offered a few Christmas gigs and we learned some Christmas songs because I found a YouTube channel that was it's Rasta Claus 85. <laughs> right? It's like 400 <laughs> reggae Christmas songs. So we cruised through that and picked out about like 45 or 50 that I have on like two burnt compact discs i that'll break out around the holiday season. And then we clipped from those songs, we clipped some of our favorites and then recycled some rhythms made the Christmas album. And so that was sort of like, we, we did the gigs in 2017 and it was like, all right, cool. We have all these Christmas songs down. So let's record this Christmas album and then we'll have it out for next year. And then it's a dopey Christmas album that, you know, is relevant for six weeks out of the year. So, but it's fun, you know, it's fun. It's cool. It's it's good time. So, but that was also like, okay, now that that's done, it's time to get the rest of this stuff out and recorded and taken care of. So we recorded songs over let's see we recorded songs i made made my notes here we did one song uh i had a friend going to community college in south jersey and where he was taking an audio engineering class and so he reaches out to me he says hey uh our audio engineering class for our final exam is going to record a band can you like come down and do something and so when anybody hears free studio time we're like we sure can brother (laughs) of course So we loaded up uh, loaded up the van and headed south and you recorded about five tracks down there and Cleo, the first track on that album, on the album, uh, happened to be the one that made it. So uh, that was one that was recorded down south and then we did a bunch of stuff over at Greenstream Studios in Neptune. Uh, where we got a few things handled. And then we moved over to Kyle Carl Studios in Point Pleasant, where we got the bulk of things done. And then we did some overdubs back at Greenstream. Lost Dub, in the middle of the record, was an older track that was actually an outtake from the self-titled Hulkamania record that we want. I have that in my basement somewhere. Yeah, we wanted to put... So that was an outtake from that record. It didn't quite fit in with those songs, even though we had it finished. So we put that one on here. And then Summer was a single that we recorded over, we recorded, uh, was actually a Joe Harvard song. We, um, so that was one of his, that was the like one tune that he wrote and worked out with everybody. And uh, so we kept that and uh, that's going to stay in our set list forever. You know, so we bounced around a lot, but it was also making sure that, you know, we were happy with what we were doing. It's like, it's a proper example of, the work that we're putting in every week when we get together to practice
0: yes practice uh you're talking
1: about practice
0: exactly if you don't know kenny's twitter feed that's on there at least once or twice a week you are always talking about practice man it's practice it's important it is and do you, so did you feel when you're recording this you're in there you're you're chopping up your workshop and you're 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 practicing every week And then you finally hit the studio do you feel differently than you did make the let's just call it the hulkamania record where it's like do you feel like you just felt like hey this feels good this feels natural this feels like we've worked to this process we're not coming in cold you know you made
1: you made your you, you know you got you hit your bump card you're doing good you know what i mean it was nice to be able to have like the day planned like we know what we're gonna do we know what songs we're gonna record we know how it's gonna go so we're just gonna set everything up And then make it happen and so once we got warmed up we just started banging out songs and one of them actually made the record that was a complete improv the um the sea turtle dub one of my favorites on the record by the way that was completely improv nick like after we got a few good takes of a few songs we know nick was like hey i got this idea um we're gonna play major chords and Whatever these three letters are, because I play drums, I don't know what that means. And so they were like, he was like, I'm playing these three notes. And then we're in different rooms, but we can hear each other through the microphones. So Nick was like, you know, here's here's the bass line. Here's how it's going to go. You know, rope. you know, skank on these few chords. And then uh, Dave just solo over top of it, make it happen. And uh, we're just going to catch it. And that's what we did. And it ended up being really, really good we molded that into what it is and we're excited about that one one
0: thing about the record is i felt it's like a completely different vibe it's like way more chill i want to say bordering a little bit on the psychedelic a little bit kind of takes you into opens your third eye takes you a little bit into an ethereal plane and i dug it especially so when i'm listening to it i'm in a workplace very chaotic this record very chill what was the I what what was the
1: conscious decision to go that way? I think it was just sort of the natural progression of what we've been doing. And it's just sort of our growth as a band. You know, like, you know, we're trying, like, you know, we're not ever gonna be like, how's everybody doing tonight? Cause the answer is Wah. you know, the answer's <laughs> yeah. like, Wah. so it's just like, you know, I'd sometimes I'd rather just Rory and I'd be like, hey, everybody, we're dumb proof, and then say nothing for like 10 minutes while we just do our thing, you know, and just be. You know listenable so it's like you know how many times you go see a band and it's like you know they're too loud or they're crazy or it's all in your you know <laughs> we did we did a show here's a, here's a here's a great summarization of what dub proof all about we one time played a hip-hop show in brooklyn and every mc that got on stage was like i want everybody in the place to get up on stage right now or get up here get as close to the stage get into it we're gonna do it yeah yeah, yeah. And then so we get on stage, we play one song that was like super half tempo as everything else. And our singer Sean at the time goes, okay, everybody, we need everybody to get as far away from the stage as possible, spread out, (laughs) relax, (laughs) stretch, and uh, settle in to just relax. Okay. Just, just take it down a notch. All right. Just, just chill. (laughs) And so, and that was, and that was like 13 years ago. So we've, we've, I think we've taken that advice and uh, gotten a little progressive with it. So. But
0: even even it even got like and maybe this is just me misremembering, but it's definitely more instrumental than before with like I, I, you were more heavy. I feel like on vocals. I mean, I'm not counting the Christmas record because obviously there's going to sure. be more vocals. But like on the Hulkamania record, which is like I can't believe we're just calling it the Hulkamania record at it's this point.
1: The, what's, it's the red and yellow, the flash. It's just I know, Both I just,
0: problematic as hell. So like I felt there was more vocals from Rory on those and I, every time i've seen you i feel like there's a lot of vocals this felt like there was a lot more instrument a lot of, more instrumentation a lot more vocal less songs i felt like your trumpet player uh i'm going to call him it's dave right Dave. yeah he uh, No, because I, I was going to call him tom hollander because that's an actor he's a little, okay. a little he's a short british actor who is a, like um parts of Caribbean uh but Dave I felt like Dave had a lot more solos and stuff like that on this record yes Dave, like, Dave
1: definitely had a lot of freedom to um to stretch out do some soloing and uh really have uh the freedom to sort of just do you know to kind of do his thing um in other times we've taken stuff where like we'll have a groove and Dave will just sort of solo over it and then we'll go back and chop it up and be like we'll make a part out of whatever Dave played and then we'll chop it up and then present it to Dave and be like, hey, there's your part, pal. <laughs> so, um, you know, which, you know, sometimes it works out, you know, he's it's pretty good. Like uh, we're, we're getting there, but uh, it's it's, you know, it was it just became I feel like the some of the songs on the Hulkamania record, we still definitely play live like every show. So those are definitely more the vocal songs. And then this album is kind of like the other songs that we play that are the instrumentals. And it just sort of worked out that they balanced that way. But I feel the songs that do have lyrics, like they're, they go hard as far as like sidetracked being like our, our ska song. I feel oh, yeah. like Rory really killed it with, um you know, the lyrics on that. And, um and fashion of evil is another one. I think Rory definitely killed it. I mean, you talk about, you know where the band has been over the past five years and what's changed and what's happened and everybody's you know on fire it you know nobody can just be whatever about stuff like they don't have a take it's like it's like flaming one way or it's flaming the other way you know it's like a, it's a one or it's a ten It's yes. no, no one's at like a six so we're trying to sort of bring it down so everybody can you know not get too high not get too low you know just try but- and Ride the wave. <laughs> Pull the my boy, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, but I felt that's, I, you know, I just felt like, maybe this is the wrong take, but I felt like it was like this is a, this is a, uh, like a, this album was like a, a, um, a collection of, of art from a bunch of guys who, who are grown up and who maybe don't like it music as loud as they once did. And the lyrics are a little more insightful. You know what I mean? Whereas instead of just being like, hey, it's reggae, it's a party, oh, sure. but now I'm just quoting a Barry and the Penetrator song. Because I feel like it's like some of the, like the song you mentioned, it definitely felt more, not political, but definitely felt more insightful, more of the times, more of talking from a personal experience, like a, as opposed to, and I think like a lot of bands that like have a more fun vibe, where it's just like, hey, it's a fun song, it's a thing. But I feel like you guys really put it together as just like, hey, we're we're dudes in our forties. We went through like some of the worst times ever. We're we're fathers, we're you know, we're sons of older parents now. And so, you know, we we just went through a hard time and now we're just making this chill record just to just put out like good energy and relax a little bit. I mean, is that like off base in that respect?
1: No, I'd say, I'd say that's pretty good. I mean, where it's definitely growth, it's definitely maturity. It's definitely, you know, all of those things put together and it's perspective too. It's like, you know, the way seeing the world and like, you know us expressing that you know it's our way of having of, of maybe it's our way of asking everybody to chill out a little bit you know um but at the same time you know reggae has always been protest music like yes. it's not yeah. just it's not just about you know the good time and the party and the and the sunny and the vibes and everything else like you know when i um i used to i still do uh, DJ parties and weddings and stuff. And um, I remember doing like a yacht club gig, overlooking the waters, the sunsets. And I play this Burning Spear song called Marcus Garvey that's got the most beautiful, like major chord harmony groove to it. That's just like this beautiful music song. And the lyrics are like, Christopher Columbus is an old pirate like and it's just he's a fraud and you know he never discovered jamaica he never discovered you know anything so it's like this it's this like scathing lyrics about how much of a fraud christopher columbus is over this beautiful smooth reggae song that you would you know you could take away the lyrics and just be like this is the greatest smoothest summertime song ever but the lyrics are just fire so it's 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 reggae has always had that within it. So it's just our way of nice. our way of handling that and then making sure we're it's our sort of tribute to that, I would say. one thing we have to talk
0: about. it's a must is uh, you mentioned him before is that you have joe harvard on the record for people who don't know joe was you know very close with you guys i know he sat in i, I hate pulling the, breaking kayfabe for a minute but when we you sure. helped bring the mystery men to a pop break show at wonder bar joe was joe was the tiger mask of yes. the group playing guitar and he was great One the, of, the
1: mitsuru misawa if you will from,
0: he, tiger Mask too let's <laughs> just call uh yeah. he was uh and joe was like such a wonderful nice guy and to me and I think to a lot of people really embodied that early, like Renaissance spirit of Asbury, where it was like the create, you know, it wasn't about commerce. It was about creative and it was about the art and the music. Tell us about the importance of Joe to you guys and why you, you, you had him on the record and you said you're going to be playing his stuff, you know, till yeah. till the wheels come off. So just like talk a little bit about Joe, Joe, uh, who meant a lot to you guys.
1: Joe um after he passed um we were invited to go up to the uh, the Middle East in Cambridge Massachusetts for a day of all of Joe's crew from New England to sort of come together and celebrate his life and bands different bands played it was sort of similar to what we did for him at the saint with all of his asbury acts um in January before he passed in March so um we went up that summer and in between bands and stuff, uh, people were just telling different Joe stories. And I'll say what I said, then I'll say, you know, I'll say now, um, Joe Harvard was a, uh, like an incredible part of our band that we'll never be able to replace from just like a sonic perspective and just the different, just the total like off the wall aspect that he would bring to what we would do. So like. You know, we kind of see ourselves as a very tight rhythm section with a saxophone soloist. And so Joe would come in, not only play like lead guitar, he would back up some of the rhythm. He would back up some, he would double Nick's bass line sometimes. But he would also come in with his, um, we call he called it his love rig, which was a connection, which was like a couple of different chaos pads and sound effect modulators and things with different pedals and they were all connected in like a milk crate that was just this total maze of wires that ended up being affixed to a hospital walker with wheels if you could oh yeah, yeah I've that seen that it. Whole thing. so and he had it all like crazy tricked out with rope lights and you know recycled art because that was his big thing he would he would recycle he would take any kind of plastic or any kind of recyclable material and he would chop it up and turn it into some kind of art structure, uh, sculpture, statue type of thing. So he integrated that into his music setup. So he would come in with like samples from like press conferences. And like one of his famous ones was like before the hurricane was like, you have to get off the beach and get out of town. And there was another one. It was like, uh, this is New Jersey and you have no authority here. You know, and stuff like that. So like he would just find these drops from these places and it would just be like it would blend in over the top of us doing, say, a dub section where it's a a breakdown of just like the bass and drums and sound effects with all those weird echoes and stuff going on. And then you hear this voice out of nowhere being like, you have no authority here. This is New Jersey. You know, it was just it was just bonkers. And like so Joe wrote um, the song on the album called Summer, Summer, Summer that he helped write with, cause he was teaching um, a class of kids uh, at one of the churches in Asbury uh, about music. And that was sort of the song that he wrote with them where he was like, it's summertime, you're gonna go out, you know, what's the first thing you're gonna do? And, you know, there's sort of like samples of the discussion and like that whole intro was something that he had produced. And then the song comes in where we play And then as the song fades out, there's another like production, like intro, like a, you know, sort of uh, not like a sketch or anything, but it's sort of like the second half of the beginning intro processing, which was a piece of music that Joe had put together that, um, you know, Nick was able to sort of sew it together around our song, which was awesome. And like, Joe just totally embodied what it was to be an artist and musician in asbury park when you know before it was cool before it was polished before it was you know shiny and everything like his youtube channel you know joe harvard youtube you'll find it um still exists it's one of the best i i go back and watch some of his stuff probably once a month because it's just so great to see all. he would just turn on his iPhone and just record everything he did, whether it was like being a tutorial about a magazine, about a new piece of equipment, whether it was like doing his garden, um, the art garden space on Cookman Ave that he had yeah. uh, with all of his recycled art creations that was amazing. Yeah. Or it was just, you know, him, him doing solo busking on the Asbury boardwalk as one band man. And like he literally one time there was, it was like July 4th and they weren't allowing buskers on the boardwalk. So they had to be in a set, a different section of like they had to be, there was like near convention hall, but like on the boardwalk or something. So like there's the camera view of just Joe, like playing some stuff and singing some songs. And then one of Asbury's finest pulls up and like, they're completely not on camera, but you can hear the exchange. And he's like, you can't, and, you know, you hear the guy muffle, be like, you can't be over there. You can't be on the boardwalk. And you hear Joe go, I'm not on the boardwalk. That's why I'm over here. And he's like, well, you can't, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, that's why I'm here. He said, I, they said, I couldn't be over there. They said I couldn't be over here. So they said I could be over here. So, oh, uh, this is where I am. He's like, all right. Blah, 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 and they he drives away. And then Joe goes, all right, the rest of this song is going to be dedicated to the Asbury Park Police Department about, and just like starts going, like just going nuts about like, you know, they won't let me play today when I want to make money. Like it's just, it's bonkers. Like he was just going off and he's out there with guitar, an amp that's the size of a toaster, uh, a, a kick pedal that's hooked up to a suitcase and a bucket and like i remember that's those, it yeah. and like a push cart where he could put everything on a cart and like walk it back to wherever to sunset Ave. i think don't mean to dox i'm sorry but uh anyway um but uh he, you know he was our boy and like i say it was never you know it, we will never be able to replace him so nick um we we played Dubproof played the belmar parade uh, a couple of weeks ago it was a beautiful day you know ninety five thousand people came to belmar be, but belmar doesn't hold ninety five thousand people it oh, did on it, that day brother
0: it, it did on that day brother you know it so
1: um they're so, hanging
0: they were hanging from the rafters
1: from hanging from the rafters swinging from the top of the, the boathouse all the way up to everywhere but nick so um there's a spot up on eighth ave towards the end of the parade where they have the, uh, the parade the official bandstand and they read like Oh, this is dub proof, you know, Jersey, reggae band, et cetera, et cetera. And they, you know, talked about, you know, they have a new album coming out Neptune on April seven. And today they dedicate their performance to their friend and local artist Joe Harvard. And it's like they like they said it perfectly as we were playing summer. like it yeah. summer just happened to be we're playing Joe's song as, you know, and Nick didn't when Nick did the write up to submit that, he didn't tell any of us what he said. So we just heard it for the first time out there. So I was just like, right. I was like, man. this is awesome. But this is like, ah, I wish he was here to do this. But um, but he was he was a man. And so um, we're always going to, you know, keep I mean, whatever he recorded that we have access to, Nick is going to find a way to. Make sure that it gets into all of our stuff, and um we actually have. There's a whole album on our Bandcamp page. Uh, it's just dubproof.com. You know, it'll go straight to it. But it's basically the best of the Joe Harvard years, and it's not like mixed the greatest. It might be a little tough on the earphones. Uh, you might have to turn the treble down a little bit on whatever you're listening to it on. But uh Nick sort of just threw that out because, like, right after he passed, because he wanted to make sure that. You know it was out there and that you know people could see it and know what it is so joe harvard was manned and uh you know we'll always continue to pay homage and respect to our dude now in that song i believe it's the song um
0: were you also involved in some of the uh the background shenanigans uh including you know i popped my flip-flop and uh yeah good that's why i I gotta tell you that part if you if you're gonna listen to the record, you're gonna hear Kenny just making a lot of inside Jersey Shore references that you're gonna yep. love. So I'll leave the I pop my flip flop, which I have definitely done. And sure. if you've been to the shore, you've done it too.
1: Yep. Um, you'll definitely appreciate that. Um, there's uh, there's also a good uh, Easter egg there. I do some whispering on that track. Yes, if you, you, if, you uh, if you check out closely. So that was that was my vocal credit on that one. So. Before
0: we get into, you know, some of the like broader themes here, like let's just one last question about the record. Sure. Is you know, say someone hears this or someone's like, you know, they like reggae music and they're, you know, young wafer snapper who's just like, oh, I like slightly stupid. Um, I went to surf taco once, you know, like Buffalo Soldier baby. Buffalo Soldier bowl, brown rice, no pico. There you I, go. Yeah. That's a good
1: idea. I never thought to get in a bowl before. Thank
0: you. Oh, it's so great with the brown rice. It's wonderful. Okay so someone listened to the record for the first time what do you th- what track on this one do you think perfectly summates what you guys were going for like thematically with neptune
1: i'd say uh i'd say don't wanna don't want is um one of the one of the good ones because it sort of goes all over the place it's got um you know it's got the good it's got sort of the chillness to it but it also blends that sort of um that dub breakdown so uh and it also showcases roke's vocals as well i feel like that's a good song that sort of showcases everything about what it is that we do in six and a half minutes i guess so that would be like i'd say the best example of you know sort of what you're gonna see when you come see us what is it about like reggae music it's not
0: the main music of asbury right but right. there's always a stronghold for it there. It always seems there's a huge love for it. Pony always has someone from that genre in there. Timmy's always putting someone at seat here now. Easy Easy Star All-Stars are going to be at seat here now this year. Uh, Scott's Revolution always... Too.
1: Oh, th- that's right. Uh, and then, they listened to your podcast from last year and took your personal advice and said, spend the money on a hot reggae band for Sunday. And they did and- it and they still haven't booked 311
0: for mike lawrence yet which i don't understand
1: yeah i haven't booked the OCs for me either because asbury park fears the ocs prove me wrong uh
0: i mean like i feel like they did book them at at one point <laughs> like i feel like i saw them somewhere like uh
1: and prove me wrong
0: but the big one is uh like and you got and the saint always has someone you know you guys have opened for yellow man there like They've had a lot. What is it about reggae and Asbury that just seems it's never the, it's never the top bill, but it's always, it's always a constant and there's always a crowd for it. Like, what is it about these two that mix so well together for you? I think that, I mean, because Asbury
1: is different from like the shore, like the rest of the shore. Sure. I mean, first and foremost, reggae music is music for the people more than anyone else. It's not for like, People who listen to music will hear reggae and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Sounds good. But the people who are going to feast on reggae music are always going to be like the idea of, you know, being by the beach or the shore area or being out on a boat or, you know, watching the sunset over the water while it's, you know, anywhere north of 55, 60 degrees you know, reggae just sort of fits the, if reggae music just sort of fits the vibe. Um, And it's always going to be like something anyone can sort of listen to and it be like non-offensive, you know, like there's no whether like no matter like all age groups, all, uh, you know, across economics, across race, culture, you know, any kind of, you know, all that type of stuff at the end of the day. You know, it's cool, warm weather beach music and that being, you know, a staple of, you know, not just here in Asbury, but, you know, places along the coast of both coasts, you know, east and west. But it's also becoming a larger thing down south, like, you know, Florida is huge for reggae because, I mean, there are bands that literally just tour the coast of Florida in a big circle, like every six weeks where they just hit every little town around the place so i feel like you know reggae is always going to have a strong place in that you know asbury park's also very music minded as well like they're not they're 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 a smart crowd they're (laughs) They're, a smart crowd brother they're they're smart crowd brother you gotta you gotta really you gotta work you know to really catch their attention and keep it and uh, it's definitely like an audience that you need to respect You can't just like you can't half step because they'll see it and then not ever support it ever again because they'll see that you're half stepping. So you got to make sure that you bring it and you got to make sure that, you know, um, you put your best foot forward at all times because because it's music for the people like they'll know when it's not done right and they'll know when it's not done the way it should be done you know so we try to do our best to you know tribute like you say you know we've we've at the saint we've been blessed scott and meg are awesome folks uh look forward to the day where we get a chance to play there again you know we've opened for yellow man we've opened for legendary uh duo sly and robbie oh they're good we've opened for um uh culture we you know so many like uh you know Michael Rose like there's been you know it's like the classic reggae that's like where people are doing it right and you're going to see like you know the best usually the best nights of those would be where like dub proofs the opener random test is up second and who've been an institution around forever and then the headliner goes on and everybody has an awesome night so you know it's all um you know the it's it's very important for us to continue to keep doing this because You know, it's what we love to do, and it's also what people like need in their lives. So I didn't give you this question in advance,
0: but you guys, like I mentioned before, you guys are all, you know, two of you guys are married, have kids. I don't know about Dave. Really? of them all right well and you guys are all in your 40s you guys have been doing this back in the day since the days of emma's beach house i just like shouting out random bars that don't exist anymore at the jersey shore joey harrison's surf club all that
1: stuff we we opened for bad fish there that place was awesome oh it's it's light school flight school was such a great band from they back were too the day. man flight
0: school um oh who is it oh, there's so many other bands the that solid I'm gonna, few uh there was, to Alex from solid few those guys are F- yeah there was a couple other ones I just oh, totally just beefed on oh, the names geez, but yes. I was gonna t- look Milan and the sour goat that was another one they were good there you go uh but so you guys have been doing this forever different bands um I mean I first heard of Rory because my uh managing editor from college um her best friend was dating. Roy's Roy's brother so I remember reading that's about good, them dude. playing at the Ark oh that's great dude you know playing at the Ark and all these and Marlins and all these places but check, check uh, oh yeah uh so but ultimately what is the goal for you guys like what's like a lofty aspiration that you guys have you guys aren't going to go tour you're not going to go you, I don't feel like any of you guys are like we need to get in a van and tour the country but like what would be right. like an ultimate like moment for you guys is it just like opening for a big band or headlining a spot that you're just like, I would love to headline this spot. Just not like just what is something that's just like like you could be like, that's my moment. That's my okay, let's that's my WrestleMania moment. Sure. Right that's my point to the sign thing I want to do. You know what I mean? Like what would it what would that be for you guys?
1: Uh we almost had that moment in twenty eleven when we were gonna play the Stone Pony opening for Burning Spear. Oh. And Burning Spear uh did not end up making the trip uh, i heard about that Brooklyn, yeah. but we still play the pony which was awesome but like honestly we just want to be consistent and be consistently good like you know there's people that you go see up and down the jersey shore and you're there for three seconds and you're like wow this guy's been doing it forever and they're washed Oh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, we yes. don't want to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I say that guy, that gal, in general, whatever. We don't want to be that band. Like, we want to be consistent. We want to be able to continue to play and do what we like to do and, you know, be able to, you know, make it worth our while for doing so. Um. So, I mean, uh, but so, as far as, like, I don't know, Holy Grail would be, like, you know, have somebody awesome. You know, I'd say come play locally and we get invited to, you know, chill everybody out before they rage, you know, like, I'd say like, you know, modern day now would be like, say, if we got to open up for like a Chronix or a protege or a uh, Kabaka pyramid, you know, that would be pretty incredible. As far as that goes, but I mean more we just want to be consistent and consistently good and and make sure that when people come out to see us that they have a good time and tell their friends and want to be able to come out and do it again and again and keep making it, you know, interesting enough for people to continue to support what it is that we do. Well, I mean hopefully one of these days I get to throw a
0: show again and we can finally do that dub proof Christmas party in a in a, in a space and a time and in a place you know what sure, i mean? Yeah. sure but Kenny thank you so much for coming on talking about the new record of course which drops early April tell us remind us once again when that record drops where Dub-proof. we can find the dub proof on the web and yourself on the web as
1: well uh it's dubproof.com that'll take you straight to our uh our bandcamp which is also our website. All of our socials are at Dubproof, uh, except for the Facebook. I think it's Dubproof Official. Um, we have a Facebook group as well, the Dubproof Official group. Um, the album's coming out April 7th. It's a Friday. You can pre-save it now on the Apple Music and maybe the other things. I don't know. But uh, April 7th is when it's all going to happen. Um, it's being mastered by uh, Lion Fox Mastering out of DC, who's wor- who has done work with uh the aforementioned yellow man and sly and robbie dennis brown gregory isaacs Sizzla, as well as some new american reggae cats like ayatara iration uh tribal Seed, stick figure and some band that won a grammy named soja wow yeah Take so he's mayor. mastering he mastered the album. So that's um, we have to shout them out. Um, I also have to shout out uh the Sounds of the Caribbean podcast with our boy, the selected Jerry. Um, he's been a longtime friend, South Jersey, Philly Guy, go birds. And um, he has sent out. us uh sent us over. We he's been playing a track every week in the last uh three, four weeks of the Sounds of the Caribbean podcast. Definitely check that out. It's a it's a good He's been a reggae DJ for at least 15 years. And uh, every episode that comes out, there's some song in there that blows my mind. And I'm like, this is crazy. Where did this come from? I need to know more about this. Um, Those guys are great. So um, shout out to Addis Pablo, who played melodica and keys uh, on a couple of tracks on this album, as well as uh, Maddie Paley's and Lenny Maltas, who also played keys on some tracks. So. Uh, jersey shore keyboard player want to hang and play some shows and play some reggae get at us stubproof.com holler and uh anyway you can follow me at Kenny P drums with a z on F- uh, twitter and the instagrams and uh, i got a youtube channel called uh, k to the p tv there's a bunch of cool stuff up there if you're into anything we talked about you'll see stuff up there you'll like like and subscribe and all that business. Well, yeah. If you guys are new oh, and, and know, one more, uh, you gotta go to thepopbreak.com and read every <laughs> one of their articles and then email them to all your friends so they read all them articles and listen to all them podcasts, yeah, especially could... the wrestling stuff. Yep,
0: yeah, which we'll get more of eventually. Uh, but yeah, check everything out, thepopbreak.com. We've been doing this for 14 years. Uh, so if you've never into the site before check it out we'll follow us on instagram and twitter at the pop break uh this is the pop break today feed with all sorts of great podcasts on that give it a give it a rate a review subscribe uh we got a whole bunch of other podcasts like socially distanced which i host every single friday it's our flagship podcast uh we have our pop we have a whole tv hub called pop break tv and we have and the winner still is and the way too early oscar podcast which is our movie podcast so thank you kenny for joining us go pre-order neptune it's a fantastic record i it it is a great uh it's a great remedy for a wild day i'll tell you that it's a fantastic record you guys should be super proud of what you did because i think it's some of your best work man i really really do and i can't wait to you know finally get break my concert uh hibernation and finally get to see you guys at a show that i didn't produce so until next time uh anchored in asbury signing off